Welcome to Talking Jets. My name's Ryan, and I'll be your pilot tonight. I am joined alongside my co-pilots. I have Green Bean to my this way. I have Mr. Matt O'Leary to my that way. Boys, how you doing tonight? Green Bean, I'm going to throw it to you first. Oh, I'm awesome tonight. I can't wait to get into all this stuff. We're keeping the off-season alive, man. It's exciting. I love it. I love it. Matt, how you doing tonight? I am doing good. OTA season is in full swing. So many storylines, so many quotes. Love keeping this thing going into June. Boys and girls, if you're just hopping in here, make sure you hit that like button for us if you enjoy all the content you get from us uh, over the course of the season. Or if you just like this show, hit the like button. And if you guys want to get in, we have a group ticket buy that we're going to be doing. We're still trying to organize exactly which game we're going to wind up going to. Uh, but there's a pinned comment in the live chat. So all you have to do is click on that and sign up for our email list, and then you'll find out what game we're going to go to and how to get tickets to that game. It's also going to be how we qualify people for t-shirts right now. So click on there. Someone from the email list is going to win a t-shirt or something else tonight. Top Ooh. secret. Ooh, top secret. Top secret Mystery goodies. <laughs> Mystery stuff. Oh. Uh, lots of fun things to get into. Cuca uh, Lake says, uh, Matt, just watched you. Jets keep Adam Gase video from three years ago. You have not changed at all. You predicted the future quite well. Loved it. Yeah, uh, I went back. So I saw this comment before. The, shout out to Cuca Lake Jet fan. He was in here like an hour before we went live and I was pulling up the link to like, I was like, hey, I'm going to tweet it out on the Talking Jets account. And uh, I saw that comment and then I went back and watched the video one. I just I hate watching older videos because I like cringe. I'm like, I I feel like we all get better with with age doing this. Uh, but a lot of the things I was saying was correct. So I will take that one as a W for me. There are a lot of L's posted on the Internet for for me. So I will victory lap a W whenever I get the chance. I love it. I love it. Uh, I see Scott V says, bring me Dalvin Cook, please. Uh, guys, did you see the rumors about potentially the New York Jets being interested in Dalvin Cook? We heard rumors that they were in potentially on Robinson, potentially on Jameer Gibbs in the draft. So, Matt, do you think the Jets are possibly in on Dalvin Cook? I just think it's funny where the initial rumor came from. It came from Big Dogs Gotta Eat, a uh, fantasy football uh website and brand I, I guess social media accounts and i i like their tiktok videos they're usually pretty entertaining but um he was very definitive like hey this i got a text from dalvin cook's agent he's going to the bills or the jets and then it's hey he has a 11 million dollar contract signed with the jets ready to go now, that's yeah. a lot of money for uh for a running back who's getting cut off the off the scrap heap and that's not to say that dalvin cook's not a good running back he is he's not you know what he was a few years ago when he had 1500 yards but he's still a productive uh back in this league unless it's like 11 million dollars heavy incentives like if that's coming in at maybe like six and it's incentivized up to 11 something like that maybe that's a little bit more of a conversation but i think if Brees hall is close to being ready to go from jump street which it seems like that's the case and drafting Izzy Abanaconda and bringing back Michael Carter and Bam Knight, unless you're dead set on cutting one or two of those guys, which I don't think the Jets are, I don't really see the connection. Greenby, what about you? What do you think about Dalvin Cook and potentially the Jets being interested? I, I love that Matt brought up 
the source. I, I always love looking back because it's like it takes on a life of its own it, and you start to think it's real because everybody jumps on this stuff. Like you said, then it was like, it's signed any minute now. And it's just like, oh, well, what happened? I mean, last year, the 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 fun one was the um, Berrios wants nine million dollars thing. And you back it up, you know, you go, it's like ESP, you know, or NFL.com has it. Then you look at uh, Bleacher Report and you back. And it was literally Rich Cimini having a, a conversation on the sideline at the Senior Bowl with somebody who wasn't his agent. Just a guy. Just a conversation I had. Somebody said. But it's like, you know, you you look at this stuff and it's, uh, you know when it's really the the dead season because we don't require sources anymore. Now, that all said, do I want Dalvin Cook? I mean, he had a, he had a, almost twelve hundred yards last year. Uh, you know, he had whatever eight touchdowns or or something, and um, so he's a good back. And I think if you bring him on and you you know, look, this is a young backfield that we have here. We're going to focus on them, but we want you on the team. We'll feature you. You know, we'll get you your your touches. Um, but really, you know, if, unless somebody goes down, like you're not our starting back. I don't think he's going to have any interest in that. I mean, he's been, what is he, six years in the league? And again, he slowed down a little bit, but he's 1,200 yards, man. I mean, that's just under 1,200 yards. That's nothing to, um, you know, to just shake, you know, shake a stick at. So it's legit. And he's probably going to want to go somewhere uh, where he can actually be utilized. Um, and again, like Matt said, I, I think, like, we have a very strong backfield. The only issue with our backfield right now is, Brees Hall rehabbing. That's it. Other than that, like if he was healthy right now, uh, there would be literally no ability to talk about this. Unless like what you said, Ryan, we're cut. I think it was Ryan. Maybe it was Matt. Unless we're cutting a few guys. Like we're, ah, we don't like Bam Knight anymore. We don't like Anna, a Yeah, we brought him on, but eh. You know what I mean? Like that doesn't make sense to me. It's like we have this young kind of fresh, exciting backfield. And why are we going to take... $11 million or even, you know, six, $7 million and give it to him. Now, if we did, would I be excited? Sure. I mean, and I don't really care about the money anymore. Like I said last week, it seems to me like Joe Douglas doesn't have an issue with finding money. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I mean, we have $25 million now. That's four times or 10 times what we had at the beginning of free agency. So it's, it's amazing. It's just, the salary cap is manipulatable. If you want a guy, you can get a guy. If you're going all in, you think he's great. Great. I'm excited. That said, I just don't think it's real. I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's just something for us to excitedly ponder because the D-Hop stuff wore its welcome. Like, it just wore out. So next, who's next? Yannick Ngakwe, any minute now. I completely agree with you too. I don't think there's a whole lot to this story. I feel like this is more the Vikings trying to drum up some interest in a trade because they want, you know, there's rumors he might go to the Bills because he wants to play with his brother. He may go to Miami because he's from Florida. And I could see him, I think Miami seems like the most realistic spot for him to end up. And the Jets being interested could create, you know, a little bit of a situation where the now the Dolphins might give up that seventh round pick. And the I think the Vikings end up saving like $2 million off this year's salary cap if he's traded versus being cut. And I don't see, I just don't see the Jets being in on it. I think, I think for me, the interesting part of the whole puzzle is if there's any truth to the, the Jameer Gibbs rumors from the draft, then that tells me the Jets are 
still looking for playmakers. And Dalvin Cook would be one of those playmakers that I would really want here. I think that probably would mean you'd have to get rid of one of Carter or Bam Knight. Um, I'm really hoping for a, a bounce back year for Michael Carter. I don't want to see him go anywhere. And I liked what we saw out of Bam Knight. So like, I'm sort of stuck in this situation of like, well, I don't really want to add, you know, a six or $7 million a year running back. But let's say there's a situation where Brees is not ready to go or he's not uh, what he was last year. I don't know if I'm feeling as warm and fuzzy about this offensive, you know, running game as I would, you know, with a healthy Brees. Matt, any thoughts? Like if there's any setbacks with Brees, are you still confident in this running back room? Um, In in the short term, yes. Like if, well, actually, let, let me spin it like this. Is Brees available at like at all the first game of the year or are we saying like not not at all but let's say he was let's say he's available but like maybe he's hampered or he's not what he, we saw last year like that, like he's not full breeze that's, that's kind of what i'm getting at. well that yeah that's my expectation anyway for the first month of the year i, I think it's mm-hmm. going to take him till probably october to look like the breeze hall we were seeing you know at his best last year which is which is fine. I don't think you want him off an ACL taking, you know, 20 carries a week right from, you know, week one. I think, I don't know, give him seven carries. Michael Carter could have another seven. Bam and, you know, Izzy, they, you know, split six. And that's, you know, and that's your, your, your split with the, between the four guys for the first, you know, four weeks of the year or however long it may go. I, I think you can get by uh, with that for sure. Now, for the entirety of the year, Probably not. No. If Brees Hall had a setback to where he could not be featured in the rotation at all, then that's a little bit more concerning and maybe a different conversation. But assuming that Brees is even, you know, remotely involved early on in the year, I think that's more than okay. Greenbean, what about you? Are you, are you still confident? Like even if we don't get a hundred percent fully, you know, Brees Hall, like we got last year. Yeah, I am, man. I think, uh, you know, a lot of our offensive ills came from the fact that we had no real passing presence, right? Like, we saw that. The the second half of the year, teams had literally committed to the idea that if they're going to beat us, they're going to beat us on their quarterback's arm. Like, you know, we're taking the running game away. And that was even after Brees Hall. Uh, went down. They just committed. They were putting eight in the box. Sometimes you saw nine in the box, uh, straight up man coverage, and and um, and you know we couldn't do anything. And then you you know you add to it the offensive line was banged up. We were on our twenty seventh tackle uh, combination, and it, and it's like you know so you add the Aaron Rodgers piece uh, to this running back. You add Joe Tipman uh, to the middle, who I do believe is going to win out the job relatively easily i think they'll do it you know they'll go through the process and i think they should make them earn it don't just give it to them that's great i'm i i'm on board i fully support that but i think tipman's going to be our day one starter and i think he's going to upgrade that position he's going to add something and then again aaron Rodgers, the threat of aaron Rodgers with garrett wilson and and everybody else it's going to open it up man if if they decide hey we're going to take away Brees hall or michael carter or whoever Dude, he's going to slice your head off, and you can't do that. He's just going to score every single play. Like, you just can't do it. And so we're going to see spread out defenses uh, pulled back and uh, significantly different than what we saw last year. And again, I mean, the the injuries to the offensive line, obviously we can't predict what's going to happen, but 
the odds of, I, I can't even say it. You know where I'm going with it. I can't do it. I, I can't, I just can't, I can't jinx it. I'm fucking nervous, but, um, it, it, likelihood is that we'll see different. <laughs> I'm all lost in the jinx now. Um, I think it's going to be different. And the, 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 the backs are talented, man. Michael Carter is a very, very talented back. Let's not forget the weirdness of the Mike LaFleur doghouse. Uh, that was very real last year. Um, and, uh, I think Michael Carter, uh, you know, Bam Knight and uh, the the you know the new guy Izzy. I think it's going to be exciting, even if Brees Hall needs a few minutes to get get up to speed. I think we're fine. This is those three alone would be the best running back room that we've had since I I don't even know, man. Uh, I mean, since Chris Ivory, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or unless you want to, I mean, I like Thomas um, Jones, LT. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like Chris Ivory was like kind of the last stud, but you never knew when he was going to get hurt. And uh, he always would in like that big game, he would just kind of get hurt. Sucked because I loved Chris Ivory, but I mean, like, look, as much as I love Bilal Powell, you know, say what you want. Maybe we didn't use him right, whatever. But he, as good as he was, you know, we always kind of used him as the other guy, and we brought in a, uh, you know, a Forte who I who was one of my the most exciting players in the league in Chicago for many years. I loved watching him. By the time we got him, he was washed. Frank Gore, you know, Trenton Cannon. Uh, you know what I mean? Like uh, Elijah McGuire. Like these are the guys we were trotting out, man. And so he, those three guys without Brees Hall is still the best running back group that we've had in a long time. And I think adding Aaron Rodgers and the passing game and the tight ends and the Joe Tipman, I think we're fine, man. I really do. Kaz hops in. Kaz says, why haven't we paid Quinnen yet? And where's my shirt? Kaz, I emailed you on April 29th and May 27th. You're, yeah, I, I had to pull up my receipts uh, to get your shirt size. You never sent me your shirt size or your shirt color request. So I emailed you twice and I've gotten no response. So cause you have not had a shirt because I did not send one out yet. So why haven't we paid Quinnen? <laughs> because we're figuring out the Aaron Rodgers contract. Matt, <laughs> your, your thoughts. <laughs> I don't know how I could follow that up. That was so perfect. Um, it's going to happen. That's another thing that Robert Sala was talking about earlier today uh, after, or I guess it was before OTA practice, was uh, that he has no concern about Quinn and Williams. The deal is going to get done. He'll be here for training camp. You have until July. You can start worrying about this when you're a week out from training camp. Right now, it's just, it's a waiting game. We, we all know it's going to be somewhere between, you know, 24 to 26 million dollars probably four years four for a hundred we've all said it it's just it's a matter of time just patience a little bit hello ryan i think you're muted sorry i'm yeah. muted <laughs> creepy why have we not i was like why is he not talking to me creepy why haven't we paid quinn and williams yet because <laughs> he's a selfish prick we're gonna call him mevis uh I, I don't know. I think they're just working it out. Um, the real question is, did Sala cancel mandatories so he didn't have to deal with this bullshit from the press? About, That's exactly uh, what I think. You know what I mean? I'm <laughs> serious, man. totally, but... We have a good excuse. A, a pleasant but, upside. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, honest to God, I, I, uh, I don't know. I mean, we have money. We have the desire. Uh, I think Quinnen wants to be here. We want Quinnen. Um... 
I, I really can't tell you. I mean, I'm on the side of things. You know, we've been talking about this for a while now. We were talking about it at the beginning of the year last year. Just, you know, once he kind of shows you that he's, you know, uh, progressing and he's that dominant guy, just just lock him up, man. Just just work on it then. Work on it with his agent. Get him done. By the time you, he said, I want to be here and everything after the season, but I'm not going to come to camps unless I get the contract. Sign him, you know. Uh, so I don't know what the holdup is. I wish they would just get past it. I think they ultimately will. I'm trying to be patient, but the worst thing in the world would be to see us go into training camp with some sort of holdout, and then when we get him back, he pulls a hammy, and you know all the stuff that comes with that. Uh, I do have a sneaking suspicion that the hard knocks drama is a part of it. I don't want to believe that, but um, money talks, man, and that's a good storyline. And uh, so anyway, I just I, I tend to wonder, but I don't know. I, I really don't. I just I, I hope that any day now we just put this one to bed. Roscoe Diner Part Two. That's what we're right. getting. Quinn and Williams, although I guess we're not going up to Cortland anymore. So it's going to be a little little different. <laughs> It'll be Pompton Queen Diner or whatever. It'll be Jimmy um, Buff and Orange. Yeah, right. Uh, so Gitmo Bob brings up a good point, And we, we mentioned it briefly with Green Bean there. Canceling mandatory minicamp. Sorry, canceling mandatory OT. No, it is mandatory minicamp. Uh, is brilliant, making Quinnen not hold out for right now. So technically, Quinnen Williams isn't going to miss any mandatory time because we're not going to report until like middle to end of July, I think is what it looks like. Matt, any uh, any thoughts on Quinnen not holding out now? Do you think there was anything to, you know, not having minicamp with the Quinnen Williams stuff hanging over their head? I don't think they made the decision because of the Quinn and Williams negotiations. If that's what uh, Gitmo Bob is saying, that, no, that's a nice tinfoil hat theory. Uh, I do like, I do love me some tinfoil hat theories, uh, but they are reporting to training camp a week early because of the Hall of Fame game. Um, so I think it's wise to take the extra week now, reset, come back, raring to go um, in in July. But it's just an extra bonus that Quinn isn't going to get fined now. Greenbean, are you? Do you believe that we maybe delayed minicamp because of uh, the Quinn and Williams contract? I think when they had the discussions, the way that you do this is you weigh out the pros and cons of any given situation, the potential ramifications, the potential positives, and its derivatives. That's what you do, and I guarantee that it was at least mentioned. Now, is it the reason? I don't really think so. It's fun to say. <laughs> It's fun to talk about, um, and it certainly could look like that. And I guarantee that there's a nice contingent of us that believes it without reservation. I don't really believe that. I think that this is the type of organization that's literally weighing out, um, you know, all the variables uh, in any situation. So, but I think it's part of it. It's like, hey, and we and we get another, we get a little bit more time to work on that without the heat. Uh, I'm sure it was mentioned. Uh, in the conversation, but I don't think it's the real reason. I think Matt said it. You know, we're going to, we're starting training camp a week early. We're playing that extra game uh, in, in the preseason in front of the bright lights with Joe Klecko and Revis getting in the hall. It's a whole big thing, man. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of moving pieces here. A lot swirling around. A lot, a lot of it's positive. So I think, hey, you know, it makes sense. Just hey, give the guys the break that they would get later. And we'll do, and we'll jump in early, and we'll and we'll do it that way. I think it makes a ton of sense when you just look at it from a from a practical standpoint. 
Yankee Jet hops in. He says, how do I join the email list for the group tickets? The link isn't working for me. Uh, just go to talkingjets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N-J-E-T-S.com. And then there's a little email thing. All you got to do is enter your email. It's not Bam. working. Hang on. Please hold. Probably because it's our channel name. <laughs> and it's like tagging us. <laughs> and it. <laughs> oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. All right. But if you go up to your, okay. your browser, just type in Talking Jets. Or you can click on the description of this video. I think it's also down there. I'm pretty sure it's the first thing in the description, actually. Oh, there it goes. All right, I'm going to pin yours. Yeah, pin mine. I thought I was logged in as Talking Jets, but it's my own thing. Oh, I almost put you in a timeout. That's not what I wanted to do. So that's the only way we're doing T-shirts tonight, right? Or whatever else, whatever surprises. There's a su oh. there's surprise winnings tonight, everybody. Surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I'm we're not doing – I'm not collecting <laughs> names, right, Ryan? Correct. You know, uh, yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. You think we do Super Chats? You want to collect Super I'll Chats be. and then I'll – Sure. I, I can read off I, the email. I think that's too. fair. I think Super Chats is fair. All right, super so chats you're into. <laughs> so we have. Let me let, let me count them up. One. Okay, cause good. maybe you could get a second shirt. Cause there it is. Cause yeah, if he answers his damn email. <laughs> That's so good. Oh jeez. Uh, ooh, here's a good topic to talk about. Jets Forever says Makai Becton is not a right tackle. Get that through y'all skull. Oh man, Makai Becton oh. kind of get. I felt like he got put in his place. Joe, uh, Joe Douglas, Robert Sala was asked today about having the best five offensive linemen out on the field at the same time, and would could that potentially mean Dwayne Brown moving over to the right hand side after he's played so many reps and so many years at the left hand side? And Robert Sala sort of gave this answer of like, oh, you know, it's going to be hard to unseat uh, Dwayne Brown. He's going to be a hard out. You know, we have other guys that have played left and right tackle before. That, to me, is like a clear indication, like, yo, Becton, get your ass ready. You're going back to the right-hand side. Matt, your thoughts? Well, Dwayne Brown's not a right tackle either, so then then what's the plan? Like, you're just going to have – like, let's, let's try to, like, logically think about this. Now, I want to preface this by saying, in a perfect world, Makai Becton playing – good enough to win the left tackle job and stay healthy at left tackle and earn a contract extension from the New York Jets and become the left tackle of the future is the best case scenario by far, right? But, but the caveat is he hasn't played in two years. And do you really think Dwayne Brown at almost 40 years old is going to get a surgery and then say, you know what? I will come back and play and, going to be a backup at left tackle to Makai Becton. Like I, I think they're both, the plan is for both of them to play. I just think they're deciding on who will play where and more likely than not the guy that has played right tackle this decade, because it's literally been 15 plus years since Dwayne Brown has played right tackle is more than likely going to have to play there again. I hope that Makai Becton wins the job because he's just so good uh in training camp and you absolutely you have to give it to him and he's a stud and a top five tackle but i don't know if that's the reality here green bean what do you think 
Mackay Becton playing left tackle, right tackle. What do you think, uh, Robert Sala? Do you think he's throwing a little bit of shade when he's saying, like, oh, you know, it's, he's going to be hard to unseat Dwayne Brown is at the left-hand side? Well, I think he is going to be hard to unseat at the left side for the reasons that Matt just mentioned. I mean, he hasn't – and he said it. He's like, yeah, I, you know, I get it, but uh, I, I'm sure I could do it, but I haven't done it, you know? Um, but that all said, I think – what Sala is saying, he's not saying like last year when they went when they came into camp, he said Fant is the left tackle, Mackay Becton is the right tackle. This year he's saying Dwayne Brown is going to be hard to unseat. So what does that say to you? If you're the guy that wants to unseat him, it means it's going to be hard. You have to work hard. We're going to be watching. You have to do a whole bunch in order to unseat him. Now, if Makai Becton's up to the task, we'll see it. I think, you know, look, Dwayne Brown's coming off of surgery. He's 40 years old or whatever he is. Uh, I mean, let's not assume he's going to be this dominant guy that can hold off an animal that's motivated and healthy uh, if if Makai Becton is. I mean, Makai Becton, if he's on his game, is better. Like, let's be real here. At this point in their career, maybe if Makai Becton never got injured, maybe he's better Anyway, I mean, who knows? Mackay Becton looked like he was about to be one of the dominant left tackles in the NFL. He had injury things, and here we are. Um, but again, I think, um, you know, we don't know. I mean, we're just assuming that Dwayne Brown's going to be healthy and he's going to be this and that. Yeah, maybe he is, and like Salah said, he's going to be hard to unseat, but I think the door is open. And I'd like to see Mackay Becton flat out beat him, and I'd like to see Max Mitchell man the right side. Uh, I'd like to see him win that over, like, say, a Billy Turner or, or uh, you know, even the rookie Warren. Um, so who knows? But uh, I think what's likely is that Dwayne Brown will end up starting. Um, but I think it's the doors open, and I think there's you got to look at the wording. It's very deliberate. Last year we did not hear that. We heard we heard a completely different message. The door was shut, and this year it's not. So I think there's something to be said for that. Kiyuka Lake. Chet fan says, don't rig it this time. The t-shirt giveaway. Actually, well, I'll let people in on a little secret. Someone could win a jersey tonight. All you got to do Whoa. is, yeah, get on the email oh. list. <laughs> that's the secret. That's part of the secret. There's a few other secret parts, but that's that's the big one. Big part of the little secret that we're kind of keeping here. Um, DLB, one Jet's arm. Thanks for the $5 donation. He's entered to potentially win our giveaway at the end of today. Ooh. William Sprague says, let's collect Super Chats. And he says, I mean Super Chats. So I... <laughs> Thanks. Cool. Awesome. I don't know what was different from the first let's collect Super Chats. Maybe he wants two entries. Oh, there you go. Two entries. Wham, Maybe. bam, That's thank you, man. Thought. That was my thought behind it. Billy Sprague, you are entered twice. KD says, question for the boys. What's more likely, Jets get their own stadium or MetLife Stadium gets upgraded slash updated? Ooh. Hmm. I would... Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I would like to believe the Jets could get their own stadium, but I think it's more likely MetLife gets upgraded in some capacity. I just don't know what they'd upgrade. They just built it like 10 years ago. Green yeah, it's not going to be anytime soon. Oh, Matt, you go first. Sorry, I didn't know you were going to throw to somebody. Uh, I was just going to say that it, I, I don't think it's going to be anytime soon. It's a relatively new building. It, it's 
it sucks that they built the most generic cookie cutter stadium it's like if you asked ai to build you a football stadium it would be this like just this generic gray mush um but i I don't think they're gonna get their own stadium as much as i would love it because everyone's like oh move them back to queens and that would be super super easy for for me and i would love that selfishly but i don't think that is is likely i think we are you know maybe 20 years down the line could get a new nice stadium Greenbean, what do you think you think we uh what do you think is more likely we get a new stadium or metlife gets an upgrade the thing we have to remember is that woody johnson and the maras they own metlife so it's not like remember man like you know you hear all this stuff about buffalo right buffalo is holding uh you know the buffalo bills are are holding the city hostage. If you don't give us 90%, whatever the hell it is, to build a new stadium, we're going to leave, right? Uh, Woody Johnson and um, I forget which Mara it is. I always want to say Wellington Mara. I know he passed away, but that's just what's in my brain. But the Jets and Giants decided to build MetLife without any funding. So it's one of the things I think that we don't look at a lot. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it's a it's a it's a feather in the cap of our owner, you know, just to 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 be clear. He didn't hold the city up, hold the state up for a bunch of money to, you know, to build a stadium. They just built it. So the idea that they're gonna leave that, it just I find it hard to believe. I want a jet stadium as much as anybody in the world. I'm Jersey, even though I'm Virginia now, right? Doesn't doesn't matter to me. Although going over the damn river is 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 exceedingly expensive. I go to my sister's house in Staten Island. It's like the one weekend I'm up there, it's like an extra 80 bucks going back and forth over the damn bridges. Um, so there's that. But I I can I can appreciate the Long Islanders, the boroughs. Like I can appreciate you guys and and your plight too. And the idea of being somewhere in New York is attractive as well. So all that stuff resonates with me, even though my whole life I was like, screw it. I love that it's in Jersey. I'm 20 minutes away. I drive over Route 3. I pull in. It's fantastic. You know, but so I didn't have a, a horse in the race, so to speak, um, as far as them moving. But it's like, you know, you look at stadiums that upgrade. I mean, did you guys know that uh, my, the the Dolphins, uh, with what was Joe Robbie Stadium, which is now Hard Rock Stadium, that was the same designer, the same architect that built and you know designed and built Giant Stadium, and it was very mm-hmm. similar to Giant Stadium, except it had some it had the cut corners and everything. But they've been adding to that every couple of years. It was built like five or six years, whatever it was, after Giant Stadium. And they still have that. And it's an amazing stadium to like, you know, for the crowd noise and everything. It wasn't quite as bowl-like as Giant Stadium was amazing as far as capturing the the energy and the sound of the crowd. It was really top-notch. Um, but so the idea that they can continually add, put a roof, you know, carve out the side and extend it and add all these boxes and restaurants. You know, I, I was down there in Miami when they were doing all that. It was like every couple of years you would, I would drive past it every day to work and you would see it. There'd be all these cranes and they would just be expanding this stadium. And so it's very, very possible. So I think that's more likely than seeing the jets get their own stadium. I mean, every off season, we talk about this every, you know, we had that, what was it? A um, politician in Long Island. He said, ah, come over to the new place. And 
and uh, and everybody went nuts that it's going to happen. And every year or two, there's a reason for us to move. And I would buy in, but I just I don't think it's real, man. I mean, the Florham Park, like we have a huge multi-million dollar facility in Florham Park. They own the stadium. Like I think we just need to maybe let go of this idea that they're just going to forego all of their investment in New Jersey and leave no matter how much we like it. That's my, that's the real deal. That's how I see it. So I've been inside Hard Rock Stadium. And I agree, Green Bean. I didn't realize it was built by the same person as Giant Stadium, but it was very similar to Giant Stadium where you could walk around each level of the stadium yep. in its entirety. With MetLife, you're going like up and down stairs and around boxes and things like that. It is very clunky to walk around. Like if you're in the, if you went in the wrong gate, it's kind of miserable to walk around that stadium. Um, so yeah, I do agree. I don't think we're getting a new stadium anytime soon. I think it's yeah. just it's too expensive. Too many venues in New York too. Our shot was like, you know, however many years ago, and we we didn't get it, unfortunately. Yeah, well, uh, Herm. Part- we had Herm as the coach. Remember? Yeah. The West Side yeah. Stadium, man. And you see what's built over there now? Like, that was when it was like shipyards. It was like abandoned, you know, docks and fucking railroad yards. It was garbage. Like, it now, it's all those high-rises. Man, dude, that's, that's billion-dollar land anymore. It's over. You know? Oh, yeah. Party with Peg and Artie says, great show, guys. Present and future is bright. Yes, our team is looking really, really good. I love all the young pieces that we're seeing. Every throw that we see from Aaron Rodgers that they post, the one for Uzama, the one, like, I, who, I don't even remember who caught the, like, the flick of the wrist bomb one, like, right in the bread basket. Oh, man. Every throw, every clip that we've seen. Matt, you feeling the, the, the future is bright, like Peg and Artie are saying? Yeah, I just can't wait for the immediate future, aka the start of the 2023 season, because I, every single day, I am scouring the internet for uh, clips. Like today, you had the fade route uh, from Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson over DJ Reed. Just a perfect ball. He threw it five yards before Garrett Wilson even thought about turning around. And right as he turns, it's right there, right over the head of DJ Reed, who didn't even know it was coming. It's just perfection. Gotta love it. Green being our future bright. Our future is so bright. We gotta wear shades. How's that? (laughs) I made that up. I'm coining that. That's mine. I made that. I love it. Aaron comes in. Aaron says, my wife and I have been to Denver and Miami the last two years for games, and she went to MetLife last year, and she even commented how bad it is. It's just ugly. It's, like, so ugly. This is a new stadium. You look at all the other stadiums in the NFL, especially all the new ones that have been built in the last, like, 10, 15 years. They're all, like, wow stadiums. And I know New York, New Jersey is expensive to build shit in, but, like, what were you thinking? (laughs) Why? Why? Air conditioning unit. Everyone loves those. We put them outside so everyone could see them, right? Like, yeah, let's make a big one. Stupid. So dumb. Yeah, I think, like you said, I think the real mistake is that, like, a, a, a few things. One is they the PSLs are garbage, right? They, the idea that we just bought those, we should have said no from the very beginning. No. You know, and, and they would have been like, oh, OK, I guess we can't sell these. But nope, we bought them. Now here we are. But the other thing is like just like you said, Ryan, like the the stadium is so not user friendly. 
It's like, like I said, if you walk in the wrong gate, you can't get there. You can't, you have to go back out. Like that's mm-hmm. horse shit. And, and I, and I missed the turnstiles and just all like, there's so many ways that could, they could have made it fluid and it's just not. You know, the gray seats, I get it. You don't want it. You want it to be benign so it doesn't lean one way or the other. You make it a little purple. It's closer to the Giants. You make it a little yellow. It's closer to the Giants. Like, you can't do all that. I get it. I understand the whole thing. But gray is just, its just, I don't know. It feels like just like a soulless kind of, um, it doesn't have any real personality and it's like, and the field is like the, the, the seats are far away from the field and it doesn't capture the sound. It's like, it wasn't built for the, for like to support the team. It was like built very much to add revenue and like have a lot of, you know, the whole lower level in many respects is like kind of for businesses and, and, and all that sort of, not the whole, but a lot of it is geared toward that lots of boxes and, and I understand, but I, uh, you know, I think some of these these um, these teams out there, these organizations are still focusing, like Dallas, like Dallas. You know, dude, let me tell you something. When I went to that stadium, uh, it's clearly there to make him billions of dollars, a hundred thousand seats and the whole thing. But it is so fan centric. Like you can see, everything is about increasing the fan experience. Everything. And like what I did a tour and I went through the whole place and, and it was just like, I, I was so envious and it was built years before MetLife and they, we just didn't focus. We didn't place a focus on that. And it's unfortunate. So when you go there, it's not the worst place in the world. It's just, you look around at Vegas, you look at LA, you look at Minnesota and their stadiums are so fun for the fans and we don't have that. And it's kind of bullshit. And I think, they should reconsider that and maybe put a dome on it or even like like Miami did some sort of partial dome that lets the field stay in the in the elements and the fans get kind of covered and maybe who knows but they could rethink this and add to it and kind of make it better for us but i don't know if they will i think we're just like woody raised tickets prices twice this year he's about the money man i mean you know i i don't hate woody like a lot of other people but you got to just, it's like, it's like having a dog that, you know, bites people, right? You don't like bring people in and go, Hey man, that's my dog. Like, no, when people come over, you put the dog in the room. You got to know what your dog is. You know what I'm saying? Woody's saying, you know, you just got to know what he is. And he wants to, he wants to, you know, maximize revenue potential. And, and that's what MetLife really is in my opinion. I, I think that was pretty well put green bean. I like that. Uh, I just me kept in- talking. That's all right. It's okay. Fill in the airwaves there. Uh, Neem Lassiter says, which position do y'all feel most confident in? Ooh, most confident. Safety. Yeah. No. (laughs) (laughs) I would say most confident. I... I want to say quarterback, but I'll say say wide receiver. I'll say I feel pretty confident... Yeah, I, I do really feel confident in Garrett Wilson, Lazard, Miko Hardman, Corey Davis even. You know, I, I think 
maybe I shouldn't say wide receiver, but like weapons in general. Like I feel like the Jets are pig rich in weapons. Like like the wide receiver room feels better to me because of how good our tight ends are, and we won't have to go mm. as deep into the wide receiver room if that's the right way to say it. And even like running back wise, like I like our running back. So we're not if we're going to be running the ball a lot. Like how many times are we going to see more than three wide receivers on the field? I think the Jets' weapons are really really good, and that that's probably where I'd feel most confident. Matt, I'll throw it to you. Corner. I, I love the Jets mm. cornerback room. They are they are deep at that position. Uh, obviously, Sauce and DJ starting on the outside. Michael Carter in the slot, very underrated. And good depth with Brandon Eccles. And uh, unfortunately, it seems like Bryce Hall was getting cooked again at practice today, which is not, not ideal uh, for myself and Green Bean, who may be the last remaining members in the Bryce Hall hive. But <laughs> no, it's, it's still it's still early it's still early man it's only june it's still so, early yeah um <laughs> but i think the corner room is is really deep creamy what about you what's your most confident position well i, I do want to comment on on the bryce hall thing i mean like it's funny man like i'm i'm like kind of stuck i'm in the the beanbagger discord they're ripping mimsy in there and i'm like i somebody said i can't wait till mims is cut so we don't have to talk about him anymore and i'm like hey like, why don't we just stop talking shit about the port? Like, but I'm like stuck, like with Beckton, fucking Mims, Bryce Hall. There is a piece of me. It's like, dude, if you guys can't do it already, just get the hell out of my face. Like, I just either do it, put up or shut up already, you three. You know, but it's like I'm getting tired of it. But I do believe in these guys. I think they're good. I really do, man. Um, my position group, I I think uh, I'm gonna go defensive line, dude. Um, mm -hmm. even though we lost Sheldon Rankins and <laughs> And Nathan Shepard, who uh, obviously was a fan favorite, you know, he's very important. But uh, but Rankins, I think, proved himself. He was a very important cog. And we lost him. But I think we replaced these guys well. I think that, um, you know, I think that uh, we even upgraded. I think definitely upgraded from Al Woods, or, you know, from Nathan Shepard to Al Woods, I think is an upgrade. Am I lagging like that? Is that is that me? lagging like that i've got a little buffering but you're yeah, i do see you loud and clear like you're i yeah all right a little, little pixely you and matt yeah right i just now. shut down i looked yeah. up i had six websites open i'm like what are you doing why are you no better than that click, click, click. that's what's going on <laughs> in my head <laughs> um but uh but yeah the defense dude look at this defensive line like for so many years man like if there was a guy like a um like if we signed a quentin jefferson uh, we're immediately as Jets fans thinking this guy's going to be great. Like he's our starter, right? And if we draft a guy in the fifth round or something like he's our starter, like when we drafted Lorenzo Malden in the third round, he was probably, he was really looked at as like a fourth round pick. We took him in the third and we were hoping he was going to revitalize our pass rush. And it's like, it's just, we've had such a, 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 a long road with our ability to to really construct a formidable defensive line that's more than one layer deep on top of that right like if the guy goes down now we're trotting out some undrafted free agent who just came off the practice squad or something like that i think this defensive line is so the potential man when quinnen is signed right like adding quentin jefferson and al woods and then the talk finally of slide and jfm on the inside and michael clemens being up to 290 you think the guy couldn't get any meaner looking and you know he's not even trying to be mean like that's the best thing about michael clemens he's technically smiling in those pictures you now he's like 
Hey, Mike. He's like, hey, what's up? And he's like, he just has that natural like animal face. But like those guys sliding those guys inside is because we are so excitingly deep on the outside that it doesn't make sense to have that. I mean, you'll we'll see them on the outside some. I'm sure of it. But the idea of that we're 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 so deep on the edge with like exciting like athleticism, potential playmakers, Will McDonald, Bryce Huff, uh, Jermaine Johnson, Carl Lawson, that you're going to slide a guy like JFM and Michael Clemens to the inside. You know, five years ago, Michael Clemens is hands down the best guy on our on our defensive line, without question. Now he's in the mix. And I think uh, this defensive line has the potential to do something truly special this year. A lot of them have been together a little bit now. Jermaine Johnson going into year two, Quinnen going into year three, Carl Lawson going into year three, but really year two. Like, there's just so much, and I, I can't be more excited. I'm a big defensive line guy as it is. It's kind of where my favorite Jets end up living, you know, the Gastonos, the Kletkos, the Dennis Birds, and the like um, throughout my Jets fandom. So I think this is an exciting one, man. And, um, yeah, that's I think that's the one I'm most confident about. Isn't it kind of nice that we were able to just have a discussion about what our most confident position is? Like, let, let, let's sit back and just say for a second, like, the weapons on offense, the the cornerbacks, the defensive line. Like in any other year in the past, we're not talking as confidently as we are at this point in the season. So it's kind of nice to to even at least have those discussion, you know, topics to at least talk about. Uh, J-Boy comes in. J-Boy says, what's your guys' opinion on whose jersey to pick up this season? Ooh, ooh, that's a good one. Um, well, I mean, I bought an Aaron Rodgers jersey, so there's that. But uh, outside of that, I would like... Sorry, sneezing. Um, I would say, I, I chewed. Um, AVT is going to be my next jersey, I think. I want to get an AVT jersey. Matt, what about you? Uh, I would think the safe one would be Quinn and Williams after he signs a contract extension. You know he's going to be here. That is a good one as well. Greenbean, are you going to say Quinn and Williams? Yeah, I am. But because that's the thing, like y'all, you guys know, I have a big issue with buying jerseys. Like there are guys, a lot of you, right? And then right for it and to more power to you. The second we draft somebody, the second we you're out there buying their jersey. I love it. I, I applaud. I can't do it. I've done it through may, way too many years. And I had just stacks of Sanchez's and Wilkerson jerseys. And I just can't do it. Um, but Quinn signs that contract. And I'm going to have myself a new freshie. Uh, for my collection and but I will say this I will add that while it could be risky at this moment I do think Michael Clemens is going to be a good one to grab and I think um I think it could be like kind of like the, the, you'll see them in the stadium but you'll be that on the obscure side like you're going to see Rodgers Garrett Wilson Brees Hall you're going to see all those uh, you know in you know uh, uh, in numbers and then you'll see like that guy walking with the Clemens jersey that you go, like, yeah, it's going to be that relationship. And I like that. I like when you have, you know, like I used to wear my Freeman McNeil jersey. And every now and then I would see somebody walking with a McNeil. We'd be like, mm. you know, it's like it's cool. It's just something. But I think Clemens is a good jersey uh, to to get for a lot of you guys. He's going to have a good year, man. I'm excited for that guy. So you want to know why I, was, I said Vera Tucker and not Quentin Williams? It's because of the last name. 
Like I, I think they're like Vera Tucker is a very like distinct name. Not that people wouldn't know Quinn and Williams, but I feel like there's a zillion Williamses, a zillion Johnsons, Adams, like, like all those names. So and like obscurity too, like Greenbean said with Clemens. AVT, the offensive lineman, you don't necessarily see those guys quite as frequently. And I had, you know, the Nick Mangold jersey. I'm a big Nick Mangold fan, so that's where I go. But all good choices. Can't go wrong. Kiyuka Lake comes in. He says, watching Rodgers and OTAs, or watching Rodgers OTAs throws equals Brazzers canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Same. (laughs) I love it. We should really write down the the comments we like. That's where we should have gone, because I really enjoyed hearing those at the end of the streams. Uh, M. Lassiter says, also, do y'all feel the safety position is done? I don't. I think there's an outside shot that we're going to get someone closer to training camp or in training camp right around cuts time. I don't know if we're necessarily done at the safety position. Kevin Bayard is the one that I'm kind of hoping for, but I don't know, don't know how realistic it is uh, to see him get done. Matt, what do you think for the safety position? I unfortunately think we are done. Um, mm. I, I feel like a broken record. I say it every week. I think I and we as Jeff fans value the safety position more than this regime does. I think they really like Tony Adams as a developmental free safety. I think they view uh, Chuck Clark as a as an upgrade. And I think they are hoping that Jordan Whitehead bounces back in his second year in the system. Um I think they're going to run it out there with those three guys as the main three rotating through. But uh, I would like for them to add that more traditional free safety. I think that is one of their bigger holes, but I don't see the Jets doing it. Creamy, what about you? What do you think about the safety position? We done? Um, I, I don't know if we're done, but I do think I'm kind of with Matt not that they don't value the safety position like we do. I mean, we just made a trade for a safety. We gave Jordan Whitehead a big contract. Um, we also used, you know, Joe Douglas used a third round pick on a safety in Ashton Davis. Like, I, I think there's there's a an appropriate value there. Maybe not quite where we are. Like last year, I was talking about Kyle Hamilton in the first. I don't think the Jets are doing that. Um, but I, I do believe that whole idea that the Jets like Tony Adams, man. I mean, we let Pinnock go. Tony Adams was an undrafted free agent. Pinnock was a guy that we had already used. Was it a fifth? I think it was a fifth-round pick um, on Jason Pinnock. And um, and we were developing him already. We already moved positions. We, we were already developing him, saw the potential, and we still chose to keep Tony Adams and not expose him to the waiver wire um, over Pinnock. So I think they like him. We saw him. He came in for a few plays last year. He looked good. Very small sample size, but he looked good. And I think that they like him, man. I think that we're going to see guys like a Tony Adams and a Jamie and Sherwood. And not for nothing, It's the to have that gumption and that confidence, while it could blow up in your face, is really something that you want this staff to be able to believe in. And we want to start seeing the guys that we develop being able to come in and be legitimate NFL starters. That's what we want. Like, that's optimal. Rather than every year trying to figure out which exciting guy we're going to bring in for that hole, having our, you know, our third to seventh round picks and even some UDFAs coming in that have been here for two, you know, two years or so coming in and being starters that's optimal that's a healthy team that's what we want 
And I would not be in the slightest bit surprised if Tony Adams is already our, they, they have a, a pretty good idea that he's our guy and he's backed up by an Ashton Davis or, uh, you know, and then we have uh, Chuck, I keep calling him Frank Clark and I apologize, but Chuck Clark and then obviously Jordan Whitehead. And I feel like there's somebody else in the mix, but, um, Oh, Trey Dean. What about uh, oh, Converse? Yeah. You know, dude, Converse was listed as a safety from the on the mm-hmm. first depth chart. You know what I mean? They're 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 Jason Pinnocking him. That's they already know what they 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 know. They had him listed they, as safety when he was drafted too. See, see, but I think so. They're already working on the young guys bolstering the safety position. Now, if they look like complete dog shit. Maybe they make a move early in training camp or something like that. But I think that that's the way they want to go, man. We're very strong defensive line, very strong cornerbacks, got a got a got a strong linebacker unit. And I think, hey, man, you know, Jordan Whitehead is a is a good safety. Chuck Clark is a good safety. Like, I think we have enough around that it makes sense to be able to fold in a young guy. And you know, it's it's not like we have, you know all young guys or, or something like that. It's like, there's one guy. And I think that the risk is appropriate. And uh, especially if they like what they're seeing. And uh, I think that's what we're going to experience, man. I, it's going to feel weird because we're nervous and we're cynical and we're PTSD damaged, all that shit. Uh, but I think that's the way the jets are going to go. That's what I see. Allen comes in and says, wasn't MetLife the first stadium to sell PSLs? I remember not knowing what that was prior to 2012. Um, I don't know if they were the first stadium to build it. I don't know to do that. Yeah. I, uh, this is the first experience I had with PSLs because my dad and I were season, well, not me, but my dad had season tickets. So we had season tickets and I remember him just like getting the information like, Oh yeah, you're going to have to buy a PSL. And he's like, screw that. I'm done. (laughs) So we gave up our season tickets and uh, now we just go to a few games a year. Uh, speaking of which, if you want to get in on our ticket group by, we're trying to figure out what game we're going to. I think we've narrowed it down to the Chiefs, the Eagles, or the Chargers uh, as far as the games we're sort of looking at. Uh, but we have a little email list, so if you click on the pinned comment in our live chat or if you go to talkinjets.com, that's T-A-L-K-I-N, jets.com, you can add your email to our email list. You'll get notified when we do come out with whatever game we're going to go to, so that way you guys, uh, if you want to come with us, you can come with us. Also, anyone that signs up on that email list will also be qualified for our t-shirt giveaway, which also has a chance of winning a t-shirt or no, t-shirt, a jersey, an actual jersey, a football jersey. Maybe it could be a Quinn and Williams jersey, Green Bean. It could be. Right? It could be that. Maybe a Trey Dean. It could mm. be Trey Dean. It could, could be maybe an old Braden Man jersey, right? It could, it could totally be, be a, it could be a Brown and Nagel jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Braden Man. Maybe it would be a one of one or a Sanchez or what else you got laying around, Matt? What else you got? I think I, I think I finally donated my Favre and Thomas Jones Jersey. They were fine. They were too small and I was hanging on for them for a while. Uh, middle school and early high school, Matt used to like to rock them, but uh, they finally got donated. But there, there's some ugly ones in there that I, uh, Sione Puha. I could give a, <laughs> oh, a beautiful Jersey. You should yeah. wear that. You should wear that one day. He's a great, he's a great jet. He's one of our greats. I'll pop that on. I'll pop it on. I had an Adrian Murrell one for a long time. I don't oh, think it oh, remotely fits me. <laughs> but I think that was my first jersey was Adrian Murrell. That's beautiful. I'm pretty sure. I love uh, Adrian Murrell. I, Puha and Morell are great. 
Who was the one? Oh, there was one. Somebody in the chat. They were saying they had uh, Matt w- Willig. Was it? Was it Matt Willig? Remember our tackle, Matt Willig? I was like, nope. dude, that is such Ooh. a deep cut. <laughs> I know. It's like the jerseys we buy, man. Well, Morell and Puha are good. I can't believe you you ponied up for a Puha jersey, man. That's that's really impressive, man. Truly. Yeah, I have a couple randos. Uh, if would you consider uh, Bilal Powell a rando jersey? I have a Bilal Powell. Yeah, I, yeah, I think I he's would. obscure enough. Like I, I feel like he's probably as common as maybe a Clemens might be. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, like he became a fan favorite, but I don't think even yeah. though we loved him, I don't know how many Powell jerseys I've seen running around. Mm-hmm. You know, and to talk to uh, what's up, Alan. Uh, just so we're so we know, um, the first PSL was actually uh, uh, the Charlotte Hornets owner was the first guy. The first guy in the NFL to jump on that. Interestingly enough, I just mentioned was Jerry Jones when he built mm. the hundred and twenty thousand seat monster. He uh, he uh, utilized the PSLs, the seat licenses first in the NFL. You know what Jerry Jones is? Oil guy, a dick, old. Yeah, uh, no, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a big old jerkola. <laughs> That's what he is. Uh, Douglas comes in. He says, just don't be trying to catch a pass or kick off at the Jerry Dome if you're facing west. Um, is that like the light or something? I mean, it's got a dome, so I don't know. I know the like the Megatron hangs no. real low. Is that what he's talking mm-hmm. about? No, there's um, you've never seen the the pictures of the sun setting. When they're when they're playing, there's uh, no. I think it was against the Patriots or maybe the Broncos. They every once in a while, because one of the sides is glass, so if they play at a certain time, (laughs) it comes through (laughs) and is like way over the field. If you Google it, you'll be able to see. uh, Now I got talking. Now now I got to look it up. Yeah. Sun glare. There's some. There's some good ones. Oh damn! Yeah, yeah. Well, it's that's like like, what, like the light shining in from the heavens, just oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's like what the Dolphins did with their stadium, man. I mean, with that weird roof that they put on there, they made it so the sun cooks the visitors sideline. So they they did a test. It was like what was it twenty degrees cooler on the mm. home sideline than wow. it is on the visitors sideline. I love yeah. it. Dude, let me tell you, I've been to many games in that state. I went to every, you know, the, when the Jets would come down there. I went every year for like 10 years or nine years, whatever it was. And I've left like mid-third quarter. Like it's too much. I'm sitting there with my son. It's like whole, like, I, like, it's, like it's just brutal. It's oppressive how bad it is there. And they needed a roof. Like, I mean, the stadium would be half empty. It's like when it snows or something. It's half empty because people just don't want to sit in it, man. And they're fair weather loser fans on top of it. On you know, so there's two reasons. But the the sun, so if kind of focusing that so it it only hits the visitor sideline is a true home field advantage, man. And they did that. They did that on purpose. And I think that's smart. That's what good teams do. Like home field should be an advantage. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? Like build the stadium to to support your team. Like Giant Stadium had the wind. Remember they would, mm-hmm. when the, uh, 
you know, they're they're going for the field goal. They would open the doors to the tunnel. And whoo, all of a sudden, the wind would come through. They did. They were notorious for doing that at Giant Stadium, and that's an exciting, very valuable home field advantage. It's our stadium, man. We'll open the damn doors if we want to. You know what I mean? And that's uh, you know, we don't have that at MetLife. It's just very benign. You know, it's very sterile. You know. Uh, I saw in the chat, Mr. Downtown says the Carolina Panthers are the first team being sorry to correct you uh, for the PSLs. I guess he wrote a paper or a research paper about it for sports law. So he's saying Panthers, not the, uh, <laughs> which feels weird. Cause I feel like the Panthers would have had, I don't know when they got a stadium. If it was initially when they became a team, I would, I don't think that would be, I feel like an expansion team may not have their own stadium to start. What is he probably did ninety five? When did they come in ninety five Carolina? Nine, yeah, ninety five or ninety six. It was somewhere in there. You think they built a stadium for that team specifically, or you think th- I feel like they would have used another stadium first? As well, like they were in concept. South Carolina. They were in South Carolina first, weren't they? So they, they built moved. a stadium for them first, uh-huh. and then built the second stadium. It opened. Oh, okay. I believe so. Yeah, I believe okay. so. Interesting. Um, so, I might be wrong. According to the uh, ever notoriously correct Wikipedia, um, they broke ground in 94 and it opened up in 96. So I'm assuming they played their inaugural season somewhere else. Because I'm I'm almost positive it was 95 was the Panthers first year. I feel like PSLs would be I feel like that's early for PSLs mid 90s. Or did they get a new stadium since then? No, but they've done some renovations on it. So maybe, so maybe they one of the in 07 was their first renovation. So maybe then. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. All right, Mr. Downtown. Yeah, they played in Clemson, South Carolina um, at the 77-year-old Billy Graham. Oh, no, no, that was all right. Erickson Stadium. That's what it was called in Clemson, South Carolina. Then they moved to Charlotte. North Carolina. Phil comes in. Phil says, how do you like the profile helmet, Green Bean, in Phil's? Oh, uh, yeah. It's great. Uh, This is my favorite iteration of, like, the fake helmets that have come out and, like, people Photoshopping stuff. This is my favorite one. Um, What is the best stadium in the NFL? Each pick one. Great show. Keep up the great work. Uh, So, yeah, Phil, first off, love that helmet. I love the white helmet with the old green and white with with the old green swoosh logo on the side, I think that looks fresh. I think the face mask with the green looks really fresh. I'm I'm a fan of it. That's the helmet I want the Jets to wear. Green Bean, your thoughts? That's the one, dude. It's the best of both worlds. Look, I'll remind. Number one, I've been pushing that exact helmet. I don't know who made it, but they nailed it. You know, there's some really crazy ones out there. Um, that really some are okay, some are good, some are just hot garbage. But this one is pure and good. But I'll remind everybody. The two greatest coaches that we've ever had, as far as like legitimately great coaches, Weeb Eubank and Bill Parcells, both of them said the white helmets make it easier for the quarterback to see his wide his receivers on a green field. And we still keep going back to the damn green helmets. And I don't understand why we can't just embrace it and again give us a damn advantage. But why we make it so hard on ourselves, you know? Like, we have no home field advantage. We fucking make the helmets and uniforms the same color as the damn field. Like, I love the green. I love it, but the helmet should be white, damn it. And that logo would make everybody happy. Right now, it's just a word. 
You know what I mean? It's just the word. Yes, we have our font and it's nice and, and all that. I like our font. You know, that font's been a part of the Jets since the beginning. I'm with the font, but it just say, it's just a word, you know, on the helmet. Like that is a logo, you know, and I just love it. I love the old logo, the 90s, 80s, 90s logo on a white helmet. I think we should definitely go back to the white helmets. If they don't, they're fools. And I'll stick with that. Matt, what do you think of Phil's helmet? I think it's cool as a concept slash maybe an alternate, but I wouldn't like a prime, like if the gray helmet or silver, I, I don't know. What would you call that? Is that a gray or a silver? What do we think? I call that white. I would call that white. I would. I think that's, that's supposed white? to be a white helmet. Yeah. No? You know what? That's a great question. I think it, I think it might be leaning silver, but I see it as white too. And that's what I want. It's definitely leaning silver there, but I took it as it's supposed to be white. (laughs) Yeah. If it's, if it is supposed to be white, I'm all in on that. Uh, I think that would look fantastic. If it kind of looks like a gunmetal gray or like a a silvery Mm kind of, and that I would not be on brand for, but a white with the, uh, you can't see the sign, but that, logo that i have in the neon i, I love that the, specifically from you know the 80s 90s era um i, I would be on on board for that, that that's what they should have did the last rebrand and then he says uh what is the best stadium in the nfl each pick one so i haven't been to many stadiums i've been literally to i think two i think i've been to miami and i think i've been to the you know metlife and uh from the ones I've seen, actually, I've been to Tampa Stadium. That one's kind of cool with the pirate ship and everything. I think that's fun. Um, just from the visual side of things, I feel like the LA Stadium or the Vegas Stadium are probably pretty cool. The, the um, concept pictures for Buffalo Stadium looks awesome. I'm going to be super jealous when they get their new stadium. Matt, what do you think? What's your favorite stadium? Those are... you give off a couple of really good ones. I am going to say Jerry's World. I think AT&T mm-hmm. is the the gold standard. Um I think it's it, it's it just I don't know, whenever you see a game there, it's like like you know where it is. It's very it's them. They were the first ones to have the gigantic scoreboard. Um it was built for the fan experience. I think that's the best one. Greenbeam, what about you? Fair Stadium. Well, I would also lean towards AT&T stadium, but I have to say like, I've, it's funny because I've actually peered into quite a few stadiums, right? Like I've been to a few, (laughs) but it's, it's an interesting thing. Like I've done, I've done it in Seattle. I've done it in Minnesota. Um, but Minnesota's stadium, if you look at some pictures of it, it is a work of art and it is, it is stunningly gorgeous. It's built for the fans, lots of glass and natural light and everything. It's called us bank stadium. I got to say that's up there as well. It's like, it's, um, you know, they had that whole section built for the Viking and the drums, you know, that whole thing. And, you know, that whole skull thing that they do, it was like, they, they pushed it instead of like what we did, we took fireman Ed and we put him in the end zone. You know what I mean? Like he was, he, he's been lower level for 40 years in the same section. We build a new stadium and we take our guy, like the centerpiece of the Jets, and we stick him in the end zone. And it's like, I don't think we get it. I don't I don't think we're paying attention. Like the Vikings, they they embraced what their whole gig is and they accentuated it. And there's fire and all the kinds of stuff. So I really like what they did too. 
Um, I think I'll still fall back to AT&T. It's like it's the it's I think it's the benchmark um, for all the stadiums. But the Viking Stadium is way up there on my list, too. Mr. Downtown says, should I be worried about dead cap hits past 2023? I wouldn't be too worried about it past 2023. I think after 2024 is when you start to worry about it a little bit more because of Rogers dead cap hit. I think you'll see some of these contracts. Like I think Whitehead's extension had like, or not extension, his reworked contract had like four void years, which made his cap hit really tiny this year, but it's like a $4 million or $3 million dead cap hit next season. Um, with Rogers, once he does renegotiate his extension, it'll depend on how long he plays. I think if he plays for two years, then 2025 is when we got to worry about it. If we get him for the three years, then 2026 is going to be the year that you're kind of like, ah, man, that's a lot of dead cap hit. But at the same time, the salary cap is projected to go up. So the dead cap hit number that we're looking at right now may not be quite so high by the time we get to that year in two, three years time. Matt, are you concerned at all about the salary cap hits that we might be incurring in the future because of these Boyd years? Nope. (laughs) <laughs> not, not really. No, uh, you have a, a two, really a, a two, maybe three year window with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you figure it out down the line. Every team is able to do it. Uh, the Rams now are finally, you know, they're getting screwed over a little bit. But look at the the Saints. They're a team every single year. It looks like they're going to be $90 million over the cap. How the hell are they going to be able to do this? And then they're still able to go out and sign Derek Carr as a free agent. Uh, and keep all their guys. They don't have to trade away their star players. So um, I'm not really all that concerned about it. I think you'll figure it out. Greenbean, are you concerned about any dead cap hit in the future? We started this offseason with $2 million in salary cap space. We've added 15 players, and we have $25 million. I'm not worried in the slightest. I could give two shits about money. It's monopoly money, uh, right? Like, who cares? Yeah. We've sucked for so long. Yeah. Stop caring about the money. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Downtown, man. Like, you know, I, I, I do. I get it. I hear you. And we're kind of wired that way. I definitely understand and get it. But this, you remember, we went into this offseason. This was just to rehash a little bit. We went into this offseason saying this is the first time that this GM is going to be faced with, you know, balancing the budget. Uh, uh, up to this point, he's been tearing it down. He's had lots of draft picks, lots of. Uh, cap space, $78 million, two firsts, two seconds, all this kinds of stuff. And this year he just had his picks and he had, um, you know, no money. So we were concerned, like, oh, well, let's see what he can do. He's been fine. I mean, not only fine, in my opinion, he's done some really, really great work. He got lots of people to renegotiate and push money around. And and he's proven to me that whatever he needs to, need, you know, to figure out, he's just going to figure it out. I mean, he's he's got a bunch of pros in there. They know what they're doing. They're good at it. They'll they'll do it the way that it needs to be done when it needs to be done. Not on our impatient timeline or based on emotions or anything. It's just they know what they're doing and they're going to do it. Uh, I think, like Ryan said, the cap's going up every year. They know that. Like all, what seems like big money right now, they add thirty five to it next year. All of a sudden, thirty five million dollars of the fifty million dollar that we were concerned about is gone. You know what I mean? And um, I think uh, it's not worth it. It's not worth worrying about. Let's just enjoy the fact that we have more talent on our team than we've had in potentially forever. You know, this is a serious team that we have, and most of it's young, which is crazy to think about. Um, So, yeah, man, let's just try not to find the thing that we could worry about, and let's just enjoy the fact 
that we might have a fun season. I love it. I love it. You can't worry about all this stuff when we've stunk for so long. Boys and girls, if you're liking the show, make sure you hit that like button. We only got 129 likes in here. We got over 260 people hanging out with us tonight. Uh, if you want to get entered into our t-shirt slash possibly jersey giveaway at the end of tonight's show, all you got to do is click on the pinned comment in our live chat Subscribe to our email list. Just click the little, uh, you know, add your email to the list. Well, we're going to pick someone from that list. They're going to get a shot at a jersey tonight. Uh, Sawyer comes in. Sawyer says, Green Beans obviously got Mims, but what are some of y'all's underwhelming players y'all are still holding out hope for? Um, Mims is a good one. Let me see. I, hmm. I guess Becton. I'm, I'm hoping something comes around with that. I think Becton and, and Mims are probably the two easiest to maybe throw out there. Maybe you you toss in like a, well, you know, I'll I'll, I'll say those two, Matt. If you want to add anyone, who do you think? Uh Becton was a really good answer. Um, Zach is going to be on a lot of people's lists. Um, That's a yeah. good one. Yeah. Wow. Guess didn't um, even think of that. Is it too early for Jeremy Ruckert to be on that list? I think it's no. someone that we're we're all watching right now. I think it is early. Like I'm I'm not down on him because of like the I think he had plantar fasciitis last year. So I think he was kind of yeah. hampered a bit. Yeah, and he just wasn't really I saw utilized. Lake and Tomlinson in the chat. That was a really good answer. Oh, that's a good answer. Ah. What do you think, Greenbean? Lakin's a good one. Um Becton. Uh, yeah, I mean, Mims is my obvious uh, one. I, I'll go with a uh, little Bryce Hall action. I'd like to see him. I think he's a better cornerback than Brandon Eccles. I do. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe not saying much. Uh, he's definitely not Sauce or, or DJ Reed, so there's that. But I think, I think it's odd to me that he's, I mean, he's on the, he's on the 53, but he's inactive. And I don't know. I don't get it. So I'm I'm hoping I'm holding out hope for Bryce Hall. Um, I think he's a talented guy, and I think having him as the first cornerback off the bench is an amazing luxury to have. And I just don't feel like we're capitalizing on it. I, I don't know what it is. You know, I don't. Clearly, they have their reasons, and you got to buy in. I mean, they just like we all bitched about the rotation last year. Now we're all rotation fiends. We love our rotation. We thought rotation. Like now we're all proponents. You know, we're supporters. But um, initially we weren't. So, I mean, I, I got to trust them. I mean, they had a top five defense last year, so what do I know? But I think I, I'm holding out for Bryce Hall to kind of uh, find his niche on the team and and carve out a place for himself. Some other popular picks in the chat. Corey Davis, Ashton Davis, both good answers as Ashton well. Davis is not yeah, a good yeah, answer, totally. actually. I'm going to say that's a bad answer. I'll put my neck on the line and say that's a bad answer. Which one? He's going to be the best safety in the world. Athletic hey, freak. He comes in for one play and gets a pick, and then they bench him. That's all right. I hope he, he does it weird. again. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think Ashton. He's running out of. He's running out of rope, too. You know. Edward Ziff says, "How soon before Ruckert and tight end Zach Kuntz start? Uh, next year, year after." I think Ruckert could see some starting reps this year. Um, you know, if we see any injuries, I think we're going to roll with Conklin and Uzama this year. And then I think Ruckert probably steps more into that role 
next year. Koontz is probably going to be a little bit more of a Hail Mary type uh, of player. Real big boom potential, but a whole lot of bust potential as well. There's a reason he went in the seventh round. Matt, your thoughts on Ruckert and Zach Koontz? Yeah, Koontz is a real long shot as a seventh rounder, but could be a fun, maybe like gadget, big slot, red zone. You throw it to him every once in a while, and somehow he ends up with like three or four random touchdowns a year, maybe kind of guy. Ruckert, I think, could push for tight end two reps this year. I think Conklin is going to end up pacing uh, the group, but uh, I think Uzama and Ruckert are going to be closer in reps than people might think. Greenbean, what about you? How are you feeling about Jeremy Ruckert and Zach Koontz? Zach Koontz is a seventh-round pick, uh, and I don't think there's any real urgency to do anything with him, uh, you know, I mean, I look, we have Uzoma who renegotiated his contract, right? Like, like we're talking about uh, Conklin, who, you know, he had his bad moments last year, but I think overall he had a, a decent season, especially for a Jets tight end, right? Uh, but I think Ruckert is, is uh, in line to earn starting reps. And I think, you know, he could be kind of folded in this year and then slated for a 2024 being our starting tight end. I think that would be a very healthy way to do it with him. Um, he's had injury concerns, so who knows if that's going to plague his career. I, I sure hope not. But, uh, you know, Zach Koontz, I mean, we all love him, and he's got everything you want, but he slid all the way to the seventh round. Now, that doesn't mean anything per se, but that's because there are concerns about him. And, uh, you know, one of them being he just kind of relies on it that, on his athleticism and does and might not work as hard to kind of be what he can be. And those types of guys, sometimes you can't motivate them, sometimes you can. If you can find that spark and the switch and turn it on, then you got something. But if not, you know, but I think Zach Koontz is, is probably, you know, I, I don't I don't I mean, I know fans are like, you know, loving him and I, I got to hope for him, too. I love my tight ends. But I think, you know, we have a deep tight end room right now. I think uh, Ruckert's the most likely to push for some some real playing time this year. Uh, oops, sorry, I just knocked that out. Where'd it go? Uh, Douglas McClure comes and says, following Twitter during today's practice, I think Zach Wilson might be the most scrutinized backup in the league. Uh, yeah, I guess so, because he was just recently the starter. Like, how many starters wind up getting benched that were like a top five pick Trey Lance. I feel like is getting some pretty, pretty good shade thrown his way. I don't know if you saw the, the throw of him Baker too. Baker got a lot of shade. Trey Lance's throw in practice was like pretty funny. I saw someone post it on one of the jets. I don't know if it was jets Reddit yeah, or Twitter. Yeah. It was like, a <laughs> he's throwing it to a coach and like, I think it was the corner of the end zone. It just sails it like wide over him. It's like, Oh, that's not great. At least with Zach, didn't he go like eight of eight today? And then I think like in another drill, he was like six of eight, like nothing crazy short throws from what I've been reading. But at least if he's starting to get a little bit more in a rhythm, I want him to just feel comfortable. I don't need him to wow anyone. I don't know. I don't want to overanalyze Zach because I'm hoping not to see him at all this year. That's fair. Supposedly uh, you had conflicting reports I, it is shocking to report that rich samini was on the positive side saying that it was a good zach wilson day um and connor hughes friend of the program uh, was on the more negative side 
Um, and he was highlighting his struggles in the red zone. I think he went, he was like one of four or two of four in the red zone and didn't come away with a touchdown. Um, mm. that was, that was the biggest issue. Greenbean, how are you feeling about Zach Wilson? You think he's the most scrutinized backup in the league? Yeah, but only because he was supposed to be the starter and he was the number two overall pick and he really, really sucked. Um, so I think a lot of that scrutiny is is earned. Now I think it's quieter than than it was last year. It'll take a second. We have lots. Maybe if people stopped yelling, Zach is the future. Uh, maybe it would calm down a little faster. But um, I think I think we just need to, you know, give him a give him a minute. It's like we're we're in OTAs, and uh, you know, it's like you know he's he's getting a reset. So let's not, you know, first couple weeks of the reset go, I told you he sucks. Like, all right, let's, we got Aaron Rodgers. He's our starter. Let's just let Zach work through what we know he has issues. This isn't fresh off the press. We know he has issues. Let's just let him work through it. It might take more than three weeks, four weeks of OTAs. You like that little transition I did there? I was good. I I didn't know what to do with it. When I was like, yeah. (laughs) I was like, oh, geez, I oh, don't know what's shit. going on. I was hoping the the comment would stay there when I did that. <laughs> I wasn't sure how it would play out. Um, Curly Norman hops in, says, F, marry, kill, Gase, Bulls, Kotite, go. I will, ooh, I will, I will. F Gase because I wind up getting Joe Douglas as a consolation prize, but I don't want to be near him all the time. Uh, speaking of Gase, I did uh, smelling salts for the first time this past weekend. Oh my God. I have never, time, huh? dude, blew my mind. Like, blew your mind. Oh my God. I was in, uh, we were at a wedding and <laughs> one of the groomsmen comes over and goes, uh, yeah, have you ever tried smelling salts? I was like, no, never done that. Oh my God, it burns like hell. <laughs> it's like, it hurts so bad. There's nothing else going on in the entire world when you do that. It's like, oh, it's like that's it's, it. just, it's like a brain freeze, but the opposite. <laughs> it's like, so bad. Wow. Think, think about what it's designed to do. It's designed to wake people from unconsciousness. Go, oh! That's what it does. <laughs> it, I mean, it definitely wakes you up. It a hundred percent works. I've never breathe breathe breath breathe i've never breathed breathe. so, like clearly after that i'm like oh what oh, am yeah, i gonna yeah. do but yeah dude, i could not I, oh dude I, yeah i could smell colors that's what it felt like i literally yeah. i told i turned around i told becca i was like don't do this right now but like you should try it <laughs> like i tried it a second time the first time he like stuck it right in my nose and i like fire alarms went off in my head the second time was like okay this is like far more tolerable but yeah you take a big whiff of it oh my god it's like a punch in the face I'll tell you what, I have a story. I have a story. So in in high school, in in high school, I was in 11th grade and I used to steal shit all the time. Right. So I, I would like, we had a a nurse's station and I would, I would take shit from the nurse. I would take shit from everywhere. This is what I did. So I ended up getting my hands on some smelling salts in the nurse's state. Maybe it was the gym, maybe the gym, the coach's room or some shit. Uh, but I got my hands on some smelling salts and I went into the cafeteria and I had already known what they do. And, um, there was this poor guy, he was a senior named, uh, David. And, uh, he was kind of a little bit of a simpleton, really cool. He was in my building trades class, nice guy, tall, long hair. 
And I just, I don't know why I did it, man. I just walked up to him. I broke it and I walked up to him and I said, hey, Dave, smell this. And he went like this, like so hard. And he, dude, he went, Aah! and he rolled around on the floor. It was like pure agony. The whole cafeteria stopped and looked and they were like, oh my God. It was 15, 20 seconds of, dude, I, I, I still, I still hurt in my heart for it i was like dude i am that's so sorry such that's a nice evil guy. i it wasn't it wasn't evil motive i i assure you it was just like oh you know i ain't you know i was just fucking around but i felt evil and i was like dude you're a bad person you're a bad person. <laughs> you guy's an idiot no oh, no indeed. indeed that fucking poor kid man uh, okay. Dude, Matt, highly recommend. If you could try smelling salts one yeah, time, I don't take have. a huge old whiff of it, but like it oh it, yeah, you wave it. Take a huge whiff. Try try it once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. One big <laughs> No, I always it love, was immediately like a Yeah, I love watching like, I'm a big hockey guy, so I love on the bench sometimes every once in a while to see the guys like w- crack it and wave it and then they like oh and then they put it to the guy next to him and then they, they jump and then they go out for a line rush. It's <laughs> I, I think I need it in on that. I don't know where I'm gonna get. Can you just buy it like at the? It's like twelve bucks on Amazon. I looked it up after yeah. the wedding. Huh. <laughs> I was it, like, it, wow, it, this. Just, and then I looked up like negative side effects. I was like, okay, what's what's wrong? Like, clearly you shouldn't be doing this. And it's like, yeah, like you get irritation sometimes. I was like, that's it. That's it. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> like brain damage, like something. Like, I, I don't know. That's what it feels like. You probably should be getting like it's uh, apparently it's all ammonia. And I mean, you don't want to like huff ammonia, but if you're just like getting a whiff of it to like jolt you up. Actually, I don't know if we wind up answering no, that none question. None of us answered that. <laughs> kill. Let me uh, let me find it again. You guys, ever Normie. do rush? You guys ever fuck around with that stuff? What's that? Rush. Oh my god. I don't know what that is. Like the band? No. <laughs> it's a little tiny canister. You can buy it all over the place. I mean, I don't know anymore. It's I haven't looked at it in you know twenty years or more. But it's like. Um, I think it's amyl nitrates, but it's uh, it just says rush on it. You open it up and you go, and your world, you go into outer space, man. It's like <laughs> you can't buy that I over mean, the counter, can you? Oh, everywhere. I mean, as a matter of fact, if you go into the where, if you want to find it, I I guarantee. There's another still pet there. store thing. No, 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 no. It's not fish <laughs> antibiotic. <laughs> fish penicillin. <laughs> fish Viagra or whatever you had going on last time. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's uh, you can find it at any sex shop. If you walk into a sex shop and like in the, in the counter on the case, you'll find random uh, options of lubes. You know what I mean? You'll see all that, <laughs> but uh, you'll see it. There'll be all these little canisters, and one will say "Rush" on it. I guarantee it's still there. But if you if you ever, Brian, if you ever want to have it, just don't do it when you're doing like when you're driving or anything like that because <laughs> operating heavy machinery. Yeah. yeah. I'm serious. We've done Behind it. Man. The wheel. We've had to pull over. Like it's like remember uh like Tommy Boy when they're doing the gas and they pull over in the middle of the road. Oh, it's uh <laughs> that's black sheep, I think. Yeah, all right. The the cop pulls him over. Why'd you pull me over? <laughs> Row uh, ads. Going? Uh, I was going. I got the nitrous in here. I don't know, seventy five. You're doing twelve and usually you pull over you're in the seven miles an hour. Yeah. Seven. Yeah. 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 So, it's like that but we've done i've had to do that like oh my god and just pull over and just block and trap it but you can't deal with anything you know uh everything it's just hysterical laughter but it's like 
20 seconds and it's, and, it, and it's completely gone. You're like, was I that deranged? Was that real? <laughs> you do it again. Oh my God, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 10 bucks. Oh, At least it was. Oh God. Oh my Great God. Shit. Oh, we go off the rails yeah. sometimes. That's all right. Uh, get my boxes. Still answer, Ryan. That's okay. Oh yeah. Jeez. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right, sorry. Words are hard tonight. All right. F, marry, kill, gaze, balls, cotite. Uh, oh, man. That's horrible. That's a terrible situation. I'm going to say F, gaze, because we easy. got Douglas. I'm going to marry Douglas. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you could kill the other two. <laughs> I don't know. Marry, balls. No, ah. this, this, this is, is so this easy. Hurts. You're F and Adam Gase because... Screw him, that's why. You're marrying Todd Bowles because he's a dumbass, but a very nice human being. Ooh, uh, and Kotite is just bad, so he can go. That's a that's a probably the correct answer. Greenbean, any any differentiating thoughts to this? Well, they're telling me that it's called poppers now. So that's what it ah. is. Yeah, yeah. So if you've heard that term. Uh, I learned. I'm old, dude. It's like, you know, shit, man. I come from a different era. You know? All right. All right so F Mary Kill. Gaze bowls cotite. All right. Uh, it's kind of easy. Um, oh no, it's not because two of those are positive. Um, I would marry. <laughs> Co I would marry cotite. Interestingly enough, even though he had the worst record of all of them, he was actually the, it was the most exciting football out of the three. Man, outside of 2015, um, you know, Bowles was a complete fraud, and you're seeing it down there in in. Uh, Tampa, I mean, dude, the guy's on his fifth offensive coordinator in six years as a head coach. I mean, maybe it's you, dude. Maybe it's not the offensive coordinator. I mean, the, the I don't know. Yeah, it just seems crazy that this guy gets such a, a long leash. Um, so I would say he's better looking than Gase. So I guess I f bowls and I uh, and I kill Gase. Yeah, nice. that's how it goes. That's that's not easy, Curly Norman. Not easy. Kaz says, Green Bean, Rush is 25 years gone, dude. Old Dusty. Rush it? No, it's not. It's still out there, Kaz. It's just called Poppers now. You got to get with it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Let me Give see. I'm going to look it up. Is Rush still? Yeah. Wait a minute. It's now Poppers. Yeah, let me see. I got to see. This is, oh, there it is. You got look. It's out there. You can see the label and everything. Ryan, take a look. Just right. Rush. Right. What, what'd you type in? What What are we googling? Rush. Now? Rush poppers. So look, they sell it in a box like uh, Five Hour Energies. Look at that. <laughs> it does. It looks <laughs> interesting. <laughs> oh yeah! Wow. Oh, it's still out there. It's going strong. Oh look, and they even compared it to Five Hour Energy. Look at it. It's right there. The FDA would like. <laughs> <laughs> Please stop drinking poppers instead of energy shots. It says the FDA. <laughs> <laughs> crazy world we live in man i don't know what's happening <laughs> stop smelling the glue what are you doing oh my god yeah i'm certainly not encouraging anybody except for ryan to do it i want to make sure <laughs> no 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 never we would never <laughs> gitmo bob says ryan have all the draft picks been signed yet i don't think so but i'll be honest i haven't really been following it too too closely um is there a list for that probably Signed from Jets draft class. I think Carter Warren is signed. I don't know if 
the the top two guys are signed yet. Yeah, I feel like I haven't seen Titman or McDonald come through. I feel like I saw Koontz. I feel like I saw Izzy. Who else am I missing? Um, yeah, McDonald's not signed. I don't think uh, Titman signed either. Did Matt already say both of those? Yeah, we were saying the first and second round picks. We don't think they've been signed. Oh, no. They have Super Rush. That's bad. <laughs> we're still in on this. I'm sorry. <laughs> this is what happens. You get off the rails. Hey, welcome to the offseason. Yeah, I'm sorry. 200, I'm 278 of you in here. We have 161 likes. Hit that like button if you're enjoying what you're uh, hanging out with tonight. And if you want to get yeah. entered into our T-shirt slash maybe jersey giveaway at the end of the stream, all you got to do is go to TalkinJets.com. It's pinned in the live chat. And enter our email list. That's for our group buy that we're going to be doing for one of the games this year. We narrowed it down to, I think, Chiefs, Eagles, and Chargers as the three games we're possibly looking at. One of those three games, not all three. Um, so, yeah, get in on it. Hey, uh, Zachary Burner. Good- Sorry, go on. No, 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 go on. Nope, nope. I was going, I was switching topics, so now or never. Well, Zach, uh, Sluggo had an interesting comment. Do you think, um, you think Aaron Rodgers will uh, motivate or coerce or convince or whatever Zach Wilson to maybe go on a a retreat with him at some point? Oh, interesting. Get get his brain right. If anyone could use a brain reset. Yeah, right. that's that the guy. <laughs> that's interesting. It's an interesting concept, man. Maybe right Did we you... find out. You know, Zach and uh they're not going to do anything. They're just going to Costa Rica for a week. Now, did you guys think of any think anything was up? And maybe I'm just reading into it a little too much where uh Rogers, Boyle, and Strevler went to the wicked play and Zach was out with his family for Memorial Day weekend. Like, do you think it was a nothing burger or like, I would have liked to have seen all the quarterbacks together as opposed to like just those three and Zach kind of off on his own. Or do Wait, you think say that again. What was so it? There was a photo that came out with Rogers going to see wicked and or wicked. I think it's wicked. wicked. Um, and yeah. And it was with Strevler and Boyle and Uzama. Um, and Zach was home with, uh, I think there was pictures of him with his new girlfriend or whatever. Like I would have liked to have seen all the quarterbacks together doing a thing together, and I I just thought it was interesting that three of the quarterbacks went, but Zach did not. Uh, Nothing burger. Maybe they just don't like Zach. (laughs) (laughs) Bad bad guy. (laughs) (laughs) Invite got lost in the mail. (laughs) Sorry. I mean, he's fine. I'll I'll help him on the football field, but he's not the you know he's not great to hang with, man. Or something like that. Who knows? I don't know. I wouldn't make too much of it. Zach's got the new girlfriend. She's quite the catch. He wasn't he out. He was out in the boat. He was in like a lake places. or something, right? Yeah, I thought it might have been Lake Powell, but I'm not sure where they were. But uh, I'll tell you what, dude. If anybody gets the opportunity to go see Wicked live, do it. It's fantastic, fantastic. I left. I've never seen him play live. Team. No, it's oh, so really? good, dude. You should totally no, see a good one. So I want to see Book of Mormon. I think that one would be fun. So I, I love the South Park great. guys. They're they're so good. 
It's great. Um, I was slightly disappointed, but I went in with really high expectations. I was like, <laughs> you know mm. what I mean? Like, and so I was a little bit, but uh, I that 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 was a good time. Um, yeah, dude, you're, dude, Broadway's right there, man. Wicked on Broadway. Yeah, I don't know if it, I think it's still there. I see it on tour. Like, I see them. They come down mm. to our performing arts center and everything. But I saw um, Jesus Christ Superstar up in uh, in on Broadway. It was awesome. Broadway shows are Duncan great. in the chat says, watch Wicked on Smelling Salts. <laughs> I, wow, I came back to the, uh, <laughs> I came back to like the, the cocktail hour table that Becca was sitting at and I was like, I just did Smelling Salts. I was like, I'm like alive right now. <laughs> like jazzed. And she starts going around telling people that I'm doing bath salts. I was like, no, 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 totally different thing. I'm not doing bath totally. salts right now. So I'm not eating faces off. Um, all right. Sorry, sidetracked. Zachary Burner comes in, says, Carl Lawson's first time at camp and looks like he gained more muscle and this line can be nastiest, uh, can this line be nastiest in the league? Yeah, Carl Lawson is one of my more exciting players that I'm going to watch this year because of that second year removed from the Achilles injury. And Robert Sala brought it up today, talking about Richard Sherman having the Achilles injury in Seattle and then having him one year in San Francisco and saying, okay, that's not the guy I remember. And then having the second year and you're like, okay, that's that guy again. So Carl Lawson, second year removed from the Achilles. I think he's in for a big season this year. Green Bean, your thoughts. Carl Lawson. I saw him in his, it looked like he was in his underwear today. Did you see those, those clips of him running around with his tied up shirt and everything? Dude, Carl Lawson, you know, it's exciting because we're all hearing, right, that the the second year off the Achilles, right? That's what we all hear. Um, but the truth is he had a very, very good season for us last year. Now, it doesn't, it didn't maybe, you know, we're looking for double-digit sacks and we're looking for those numbers, but he was, uh, he was definitely high impact last year. Um, seven sacks, which I believe is the second most in his career. So that's that. But he did his traditional thing where he pressures the living hell out of the quarterback. He crushes the pocket. He he causes a lot of disruption. And he was held on, I would I don't know, at least half of the play, at least. I mean, you when you watch Carl Lawson, you'll see it, man. His jersey's pulled. He's getting clotheslined. Every play. He can get you can call holding on Carl Lawson on almost every play. And it's uh it's a it's unfortunate. Maybe now that we're kind of, you know looked at as a Super Bowl contender. Like if we win a couple of games, maybe that that Carl Lawson kind of ignoring of what's going on with him will stop. Um but uh, I'm I'm really excited for Carl Lawson, man. Um in addition to all the other guys that we have adding Will McDonald and and seeing Bryce Huff and Jermaine Johnson in year two, man. I'm really excited. Uh but Carl Lawson's the leader, dude. You know, and I and I, I think he's gonna have a great year. Matt, how you feeling about Carl Lawson? I give me all the Carl Lawson stock. He looks tremendous. Um, and last year was obviously playing through something. He tore or not tore, but he needed a second surgery before the season. They didn't think he'd be back until November, but he played every game. He didn't miss a practice. <sighs> Am I going to say double digit sack Carl Lawson? Is that crazy? He had no, seven I don't last think it's crazy. Year. Yeah, yeah I last duty. Yeah, he's got a motor. And we're going to have leads. Come on. Yeah. Dude. I like it. Could you imagine, man, just like unleashing the the heat on these guys? 
like they're down by two touchdowns. Like if this really works, like they're down by 10, 14 points in the fourth quarter and they're backing up the pass and we're unleashing fresh legs, talented edge rushers, premier level all over their asses. Oh, it's going to be fun. I hope it works. Uh, John Hepburn comes in and says, it smells like smoke in New York City. Yeah, there's a fire going on in Canada right now. America's hat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess the jet stream or whatever is blowing all that haze down. It is super hazy outside my house right now. I was moving mulch and it just smelled like, I don't know if it was cedar or pine or whatever that that burning smell was, but it is like potent outside right now. For all you guys that are watching all over the country, uh, if you're in the Northeast, you probably know what we're talking about right now. Everything's hazy. Matt, how's it by you? Yeah, it started to get really bad this evening. Like I went outside for a little bit to look and then I had the windows open because it gets hot in my room, especially with the lights on when I'm working. Um, and my eyes started to get like very irritated and like scratchy. I'm like, oh man, I think it's, I think it's time to close the windows up. We're closing up shop, but yeah, it's, it's rough out there. So I, I know Nova Scotia's dealing with some fires. Hopefully everything's going to be all good by then soon. Greenman, you got any uh, smoke down by you? Haze, I mean. Um, good <laughs> distinction. Um, you're making sure. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I'm pretty far away. You know, it it may it may get down here, but not not yet. We're in we're in. I'm in a, I'm in the Shenandoah Valley too, which is kind of interesting. Like it's it's weird. It's like um, when it snows like where I am gets a little bit less when it's 80 degrees outside. I I'm 74 when it's, you know, 20 degrees, we're 35. Like it's just, it's a weird little nook. It's, it's very interesting here. So, um, I don't know. We might get protected, but there's nothing down here yet. Professor Hulk comes in with super chat says, when are the jets going to reach out to the talking jets panel to do a show? at one jets drive. I don't know, professor Hulk, but that sounds like an absolutely fantastic idea. Yeah. That someone over at the jets facility should be considering. I think if anybody can get it done, it's professor Hulk, right? I yeah. think so too. Professor Hulk, go in there and go smash some things and talk smart and right. get, get yeah. us in. Yes, please. Get us in there. You got it. You got this. I love it. I love it. Um, what else we got going on? I see you guys talking about the, uh, Ferris Grimm says, I'm only six hours from Canada. And he says, yes, it's smoky. Um, Squirmy Weasel says the smoke is crazy. Harlan says it's kind of cloudy here. Could just be clouds. Uh, Cuca Lake, <laughs> uh, says air quality sucks by Cuca Lake. I actually go. don't know where Cuca Lake is, but, uh. I'm going to assume it's around this area. Yeah. William says, just subscribe. Can't wait to meet you guys at the game. William, we're excited. Make sure all you other people in the chat join our email <laughs> list. Talkingjets.com. Yes. And you're entered to win a shirt or jersey or something else. Yeah. Very excited. We got, we're going to be picking our winner in like 10 minutes time. Eight minutes time. Seven minutes time now. It's 9.48. Five minutes before the end of the show. There we go. Hey, Cuca Lake is one of the cleanest lakes in the country, in the world. Ooh, really? Where is yeah. it? New York State. F Finger Lakes. Ooh. 
Cool. If you wanted to know, the word Kuka comes from the Iroquois and Seneca languages. It means canoe landing or lake with an elbow. <laughs> <laughs> lake with an elbow. It's yeah. an interesting. <laughs> yeah. Iroquois, it's canoe landing and Seneca, it's lake with an elbow. So they're clearly very, very different languages. <laughs> lake with an elbow. So I'm guessing it's a bent lake, like a like an L. Like a cur- what, is there a, is there an image on Wikipedia or whatever you just looked up? Green oh Bay? yeah, I mean, that's all. It's everywhere. Just Google Cuga Lake. You'll you'll see it. It's everywhere. Now I got all this googling. Cuga uh, Lake in the chat says the original name was Crooked Lake. Maybe that's Crooked kind of very. Oh, it is a little crooked. Yeah, they, it's just like oh okay. The way they talk up there, they're really saying crooked. Crooked Lake. Oh, it's kind of got. It looks more like a wishbone. A little anything. bit, right? Like I don't know if I'd call it a crooked lake. Like an elbow. Yeah. It does look like yeah, it doesn't look like an elbow. Or like the the part of the slingshot, you know? Or you yeah. Know. The. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. It is a slingshot. You're right. Uh, you yes. yes. I got my got my chicken slingshot on the back. Interesting. Oh, you're not far from uh, a really good little. Amusement park up there called Seabreeze, the oldest continuous running coaster in the country. Cougar Lake. Are those people just really old that are on the coaster still? Yeah, they're just still there. They're just keep riding. <laughs> it's uh, the first ride. It's still going. <laughs> they couldn't turn it off. <laughs> they're throwing dominoes oh, at them on the way down. Yeah. yeah, it was great. They they actually, you know what they did? They actually, um, they rolled out the red carpet for us when we were up there. They even gave a promo code to anybody who uses the word green bean. They get money off their ticket. They're great. They, they toured me. They toured us around, showed us the back stuff and, you know, took us through the history of the place. And it's kind of it's amazing. Beautiful, beautiful. Right on Lake Erie. I think it is. Beautiful. You should get up there, Cuca Lake. Lake Ontario it is. That's the one. Duncan says the stream has gone off the rails. Like hour what? four on day three of the draft stream. <laughs> that doesn't sound like us. <laughs> I lo- this is this is where you start getting some of the more like I feel like personal details. Like when during the normal course of no, actually, no, I would say we kind of go off the rails a little bit during every show at some capacity. So we start talking about jets and then we start talking about smelling salts and rush. <laughs> Yeah, it's right. How how, how are you going to find out that stuff in the the middle of the season, you know? Crazy. Yeah. Cuca Lake, you're an hour and 21 minutes from Seabreeze Amusement Park. (laughs) There you go. There it is. All right, I got to stop. I'm trying to Uh, see what else is going on in the chat. Now it's just a lot of people saying where they're from. Squirming Weasel says upstate kind of near Syracuse is maybe that's just where the lake is. I don't know if that's where he is. Ooh, Mike, what games are you boys personally going to? I'll be playing here week three for my 50th. Ooh, very cool. Week three is the uh, the Patriots game, I think, right? Pretty sure that's Yeah, right. you'll see Richie that week. Yeah, Richie's going to be there. But we're going to be going to either the Chiefs, Eagles, or Chargers game. It's one of those three games we're trying to decide between right now. Um, the night game sounds fun, though. I feel like that'd be cool. If you're interested in going to a game with us, possibly anyone that's out in the chat, talkingjets.com. Sign up for our email list and you get entered into our t-shirt slash maybe jersey giveaway at the end of this stream. Uh, how many people do we have on the list right now? Oh, we got 56 people on the list. 
That's fun. So someone in 56 plus, I guess, whatever super chats we got because they're added in too. Yeah, we got 20 even. 22, 21, I mean. Now that Cuca Lake. Oh, I've oh. been to Darien Lake, Cuca Lake. I've been there twice, actually. Yeah, he says, Green Bean, check Great. out Darien Lake near Buffalo. Coasters. Yeah, I've been there. Yeah. They're uh, they're famous. They have um, they have Superman. And uh, Superman Ride of Steel, I think it was called or whatever. But uh, it's really great, great, great coaster, man. Hyper coaster, 200 feet. Wonderful. I love Darien Lake. Nice place. Small. Mike says, hit the milk thumbs. There it is. No. <laughs> I really got to work on an animation for that because that's fantastic. Green and White Militia says, I'm going to Jets Panthers preseason game. My coworker is trying to get us all access passes. Our company had a Ooh. contract with their stadium. Very cool. You must be down. Oh, Are nice. you traveling down there? Because that, that's not a home game for us, right? No, he's, I believe he's from there. 99% yeah. Interesting, interesting. Very cool. I've never been to, it was funny, when my parents were moving from up here, one of the areas they were considering were like the Carolinas. And my dad was like, oh, you know, I better call now, like while we're starting to look for property. So that way we can get on the waiting list for tickets. Because like the jet season ticket list at the time, this was like before the new new stadium opened up. It was like years long. And then my dad calls the like Carolina ticketing office. They're like, yeah, where do you want to sit? <laughs> Like, what do you mean? It's like, no, yeah, you can just have the tickets. They're like, you know, they're not that much. <laughs> There's plenty of plenty of open seats. He's like, oh, I guess I'll just wait till we actually buy, buy property then. I don't have to actually get on a list. I don't know if the Jets still have a season. I don't think they have a season ticket waiting list because there's always episodes or commercials for season tickets. Yeah, yeah that's, I don't think so. They used to. Not like, Yeah, they did. It's not like the Packers who it's like you have to – wait 70 years for someone to pass away before you have a shot. Yeah. The giants used to have like a 50 year waiting list and the jets had like a 15, whatever mm -hmm. it was years ago. Cause people leave them in their, in their will and all that. But once they added, you know, 20,000 seats or whatever the hell it was. Um, mm. Yeah. And PSLs. I'm sure they shook a lot of people away that just couldn't do it anymore. You know? Yeah. Ryan Buck says, funny story. I live in New York, but I go to school in Tampa, Florida. Started schooling thinking I finally got rid of all the Patriots fans. Nope. The Pats and Brady bandwagons exist oh. everywhere down here. Well, you're in school in Tampa. It makes perfect sense. I feel like yeah, all the people that loved Brady in New England naturally transitioned. We're going to see that kind of transition happen with Aaron Rodgers too, though. We're going to get a lot of Packers fans follow the Jets this year and maybe next year or however long Rodgers is here because... There's, there's no issue with them rooting for him. He's in the opposite conference. Yeah, especially when Jordan Love lays a big fat egg on their franchise. They're gonna Things you just hate to see. I yeah, I don't know how to feel. Like, I, I'm sure Rodgers is kind of hoping they implode pretty good without him. Oh, yeah. Of I don't want to root negative. Actually, no, you know what? Screw it. Green Bay, uh, you've had so many good quarterbacks for the last yeah. 20 years. <laughs> I don't mind if you get five years of purgatory. Screw it. I'll tell you what. I love 
rooting for failure of every other organization <laughs> and player. Again, it doesn't extend outside to their personal lives unless you're like Antonio Brown or some real asshole or something. You know what I mean? But like generally speaking, once it gets outside of the NFL, I'm I'm rooting for all people to be happy and healthy and all that shit. But as far as NFL, dude, I hope Green Bay implodes. Like, dude, they put Guten Kunst on the top 10 GMs. Like, for what? What did you do? You got rid of a 40-year-old quarterback for two first-round picks and a second-round pick. Didn't you hear, Green Bean? But that makes him that, right. It's like, so you top 10 GM? I mean, like, why did you even push him out? Like, what, I mean, what? what's this whole plan? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's see if it works. If it works, great. I think it's a little premature. You know what I mean? I think it's just a slightly, a slight tad premature. That's all. Unless you're Romeo Dubs. Romeo Dubs, what's the fucking difference? So we have reached the end of our show. Do you guys think I should go over to the other screen that I have made up and give people another chance to enter in if they want to? Or should I just surprise the people that have already gone into it? For the subscriber list or for the uh, email list. I trust you and your judgment. That's not I think a good you should, answer. You should show them so they know what they're potentially missing and they still have uh, a chance ooh. to get in on it. There ooh, you go. Okay. So here's what we got. We got the big old spinny wheel. Spinny wheel is the uh, scientific term for wheel that spins. Uh, it's like <laughs> it's like elbow, lake with an elbow. Can you lake? Right. <laughs> or canoe landing. Um, if you guys want to win something tonight, uh, we're going to pick a qualifier. We're going to pick from all our qualifiers. You have to be on the email list, so talkingjets.com. Subscribe to our email list. We'll get to let you know about the tickets, what game we decide we're going to go to, and we're going to be picking a qualifier from our Super Chats and that list, someone across the board, uh, and someone's going to win a shirt. And it kind of... This is pretty cool. Watch this. I'll show you. This, this is a little test spin. Test spin. Let's see what we would have won. I'm putting money. If I wasn't a gambling it's addict, it's going to wind up being the jersey. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's going to be jersey, right? Hat. Boom. So see, we would have won a hat. Kind of cool. We won a hat. Yeah. See that? Yeah, see? A whole lot of stuff. And that little green sliver, that's the jersey because it's yeah, expensive. It would have been a so. T-Mobile hat. <laughs> yeah, you get, you get the uh, whatever the giveaway towel is. <laughs> <laughs> from a game, a Bud Light, <laughs> like a one of those towels, Bud friggin' Light. Uh, yeah, yeah Bud Coors Light or whatever yeah. they're friggin' pushing for that day. Maybe a pair yeah. of sunglasses. I think they've done. I don't know, all that stuff. All right, so let's see. I'll refresh my list one more time. Oh, we got a few more. All right. Okay. Any got any super chats? Nope. Nope. Uh, so I guess I should, I wonder if I can, can I export this whole list? That would be really friggin' cool if that worked like that. I'll tell you what though, here's my prediction. If Cuca Lake doesn't win, he's got a couple entries in here over here on this side. If he doesn't win, he will claim that this is rigged. That's my <laughs> rigged. Rigged. <laughs> rigged. Rigged. All right. Um, so let's do this. Let's, uh, are we doing odds or evens or are we doing, yeah. How are we going to, here, I'll read, I'll read off some names for you, Greenbean, because you got the list of super chats. You're going to so give I'll, me 56 names. 
I'm not going to give you 56 names, but I'm going to give you a whole bunch of names from this list to plug in. Does that sound good? Or no? I could do a random number. Um, what do you think? Why don't we whittle this down over here? We'll do the random number. We'll get the guy out of here. We'll fold this group into the other group, and then we'll do the wheel. I don't, I don't know how we're going to do it. I lost my. I know. I didn't really think about this beforehand. <laughs> I got excited about <laughs> okay. making the wheel. Okay, no, no. okay, hold on. So, how many super chats do we have? Twenty-one. Twenty-one. And how many emails? Sign We've down. got fifty-nine. Okay, so twenty-one and fifty-nine is what? Eighty. Seventy-nine. Seventy-eight. Eighty. Eighty. Yeah. yeah. So yes. why don't you do a number generator one to eighty? And I don't know. You want All to put right. super chats right. first? Super chats the first 21 and then the yeah. uh, whatever. And we'll the, do the other one. That. Then they'll go head to head and then they get to win the wheel. So see now, now I got to figure out how to do that. <laughs> I should have made a little screen with the random number generator. All right. I we got this. It. We got this. We, uh, yeah, you got I know, it. but I'm trying to like show it. So we're being show honest. It. Right, oh, right, right. Oh, right, that's yeah, yeah. A, okay. Yeah, they'll yeah, definitely me, say it's rigged. Oh, it's Because then they'll be like, what the hell? You guys are jerks. All right, let's see. Random. Nope, that's not how you spell random. All right, so we had, what, 1 through 80? That's what we're saying? Um... One through, let's do super chats first. One through 21, we'll get that person. Then we'll get one through 59, get that person. Ooh, okay. We could do that. Okay. Then they'll go head to head to see who wins the wheel. Wins the wheel. I like that. That's better. Yeah. Let's see if I can, can I share my screen through this? I don't know if I can share my screen through this. Somehow you're gonna get a YouTube violation for what you're doing. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna screw something up. Somehow, like, like, what hey, the hell? There was a can on his table. There we go. All right. Random number generator. <laughs> David says they're rigging it right in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> they're doing yeah, it in front of our you. face. How I'm trying to show exactly. <laughs> This is us trying not to rig it, David. It's the opposite, man. Trying not to rig. Okay. So we've got one through 21. This is for the super chat. So, Greenman, right. you got your list? I got it. 16. Who's number 16, 16. on your list? 16. All right. Let's go back to 21. I got to count forward. I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. I'll it's lose track. Five. It's only five. I know, dude. Take your I shoes can't. off, Green Bean. We need the toes. <laughs> 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. Sawyer Armand is Yay. the guy. So he's so he's going to be the super chat qualifier. Right. And then we got to do our email list qualifier, which we actually have 60. So we got 60 now. All right. Me... Here you go. Somebody snuck in. It's David right. D. So we're going to do 60. 57. Mm. All That's right. Easy. Who's... <laughs> Who's Scout that? back. That, yeah, that's that's minus three. Yeah, you know, it's, fu it's funny because, like, Becca and I both tested this, so technically we were two of the 60. So going backwards, um, it's literally, like, 
the second to last person <laughs> or the, the second person that signed up for the email list. So it's going to be uh, JCZ727. Uh, you are qualified. So it's you and Sawyer. JCC7. JCZ. So like yeah. jungle, yeah. cats, zebra, <laughs> 727. 727. Right, I don't know who that is in the chat, though. Who is that in the chat? Tell us. 727. They're going to lie. They're all going to say they're that guy. It's me. <laughs> it's me. I'm that one. Uh, me. <laughs> so I've got his email. I can reach out to him, right? That's the yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, the beauty. Of it. Or, or they could reach out to us. That's, that's how this works. You got to be paying attention. We don't reach right. out to you. You got you to reach out to us to get your stuff. All right. So Sawyer Armand is one. So he's odd. And jcz is 727 you want to do our odds and evens and then include somebody, yeah include the yeah and then we'll that that's and then simple. we'll spin the wheel yeah yeah, yeah. All right. sawyer yeah. is odd and jcz is evens all right three two one well wait uh, uh, two six nine that's an odd odd number so it's sawyer is that right well, oh we're sawyer just we're not doing one in the chat too. Well, okay i thought you were gonna add the chat yeah what the hell oh okay yeah let's have the chat first number after green and white militia so we got a nine right now what we got give us impatience my friend six, six. 15 odd, <laughs> stay, so odd. Stay the so same. sawyer armand is our wheel guy Ooh, are you still in here spin that wheel. Spin yeah, that here wheel. we go spin the wheel what we got Jersey. What's Sawyer Jersey, winning? Jersey. 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 Mug. Oh, whoa. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. spin. Oh, Holy that hell. Was, hey, that's good. That's for those guys watching, like this is totally random. So there is no <laughs> we get to put like how big the slices are, but what I have no know? idea what, what this is gonna land on. Just so wow. we're yeah. figuring it out as we go. Does it mean it's completely in front of you guys? I mean, it's as random as random gets. Holy smokes. So, yeah. Sawyer, you get a hat. Sawyer. You get a hat. Reach out. Either Jets Talk 247 or Talking Jets Show at gmail.com. Either one. Get your info. Send you out a shirt. Thank you for playing. All right. We've reached the end of our show, the end of our panel for tonight. So let's go around. Let's give our closing thoughts. Greenbean, any last words for our panel? <laughs> Slogo says it's rigged. They don't have any jerseys or mugs. It's just hats. <laughs> 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 oh, so close to our 15th hat in a row. <laughs> it's actually, we're going to send you a Burger King crown. We have a whole, I stole a big box of them. We're going to just send those out to you. <laughs> you got to fold it yourself, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, yeah, yeah. some assembly required. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Uh, the uh, Green Beans Jets pod is out now. It's fun. I was, I think I might have been drunk recording it. So if you want to see uh, something that looks like a tired old man falling asleep and yelling about weird stuff, then uh, go ahead and check it out. It's on Green Bean Jets fan. Matt, any last words for our panel? <laughs> I love doing this with you guys. Tomorrow, new episode of Just Jets drops. We are talking a whole bunch of OTA news, some voicemails, some clips. It's a whole lot of fun. Make sure to check it out. 
I love it. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun hanging out with you. Don't forget to tune in to us next Tuesday for our Talking Jets panel, 8 o'clock to 10 o'clock. Subscribe to the email list if you want to get in on the ticket group buy and all our ticket jer- well, jersey, t-shirt, mug, hat kind of giveaways for the rest of uh, the foreseeable future. Boys and girls, it's been a lot of fun. This is Jets Talk signing off. J-E-T-S!